Suicide note number one. Hello, welcome to Manic in Miami. This is Holly Hurricane. I'm back with another confessional podcast episode. I literally had sex with a bipolar man I met through this podcast. I really want to protect his privacy. I will not use any identifying details, and I'm going to focus on my actions and a few life lessons I learned. Please do not get the idea that I'm looking to hook up with people who listen to the podcast, and I do not plan on doing it ever again. (laughs) It devolved into an utter nightmare situation for both of us. I was still very much emotionally unavailable. Given the past two years, it's just been very difficult for me to trust someone and even feel open to the possibility of a romantic relationship. Bipolar type one people who get mania, I think that more than bipolar two, we are drawn to extreme states When we're manic, we have a lot of problems with impulsivity, hypersexuality, poor decision making. There's also a genetic link between the gene that they believe contributes to the development of bipolar disorder type 1 specifically, and a gene that they believe may be associated with the personality trait openness to experience. So that pretty much would explain many things about me. It kind of took me by surprise when I began to feel like I could be very open with this person. There was kind of a natural chemistry. If you are bipolar, then you should be able to support someone who also has bipolar disorder. And one of the ways you can be supportive is to identify when someone is slipping into a mood episode. When I have a connection with someone, I will without fail, become hypomanic at least. This leads to some problems that unfortunately often leads to um, disaster because they become intense too quickly. That pattern is from the impulsivity and manic symptoms, attachment issues, and other trauma issues that are thought to contribute to the development of bipolar as well. I really believe mine is genetic, and I think it's also sparked by trauma that I've had at different points in my life. I was just very confused. I was in a very chaotic state and I have problems with finding comfort in chaos. I did not recognize the symptoms of mania in this person. And I think some of that is the denial defense mechanism because this is all I do. I read about this. I have a podcast about this. Why didn't I identify that right away? Because I didn't want to. Emotional dysregulation that comes with bipolar one is often coupled with hypersensitivity. And I'm also sort of an infatuation addict. If I, As long as I have chemistry and things in common with someone and I like them, if they start to become sort of infatuated with me and are expressing how great they think I am and all of these great things about me, then I kind of confuse that with the feeling someone has when they are slowly really getting to know someone. And those are two very different things. And it takes me a while if I'm in a hypomanic state to come to that realization. And often when it's a 
little bit too late. And so if I am in that situation, I will do things to make the other person happy. And so I may also experience hypersexuality. I really want to be seen as a sexually attractive person just say these really wild things. I should have been a dominatrix, really not grounded in my stable self. So what I'm about to tell you next is probably something I am more embarrassed to talk about than than anything. I got a little paranoid about things. I thought I made a mistake. So I had this idea that due to things that didn't really make sense, and this will sound borderline, and remember there are a lot of overlapping traits with bipolar disorder, and then I also have this like attachment, abandonment wound. I've been diagnosed with CPTSD as well. As borderline as this is going to sound, what I was actually thinking and doing in the state is the opposite of of really what a borderline would do. So this is very crazy. I was close to where he lives in Miami and I just had the idea that I should drive to his apartment building because it was five minutes away and it was on my route that I had to drive to take home and just stop by and and see him and and just ask him, you know, what was going on. And I had been drinking a little bit, but I had been there long enough that that was really wearing off and it was pretty much worn off when, when I started to drive. And so I got to his apartment building and this is a manic blackout. I hadn't really been sleeping in a couple of days. And again, when something is happening for me romantically, I'm immediately catapulted into a hypomanic state. So I didn't remember how this happened until much later. It was just a high energy flight of ideas state and just this again, um, very, very impulsive thing. I parked and walked around near Biscayne Bay in Miami and jumped over a fence. And I didn't really remember doing that. I don't know if that was like, I, I just suppressed that or something. But I jumped over a fence and I was kind of dressed up. And I very calmly walked through the apartment complex, you know, sat at the patio table outside of his apartment, but I was literally laughing out loud to myself, kind of giggling, because I thought this was a mischievous, badass, hilarious, incredible move that anyone would love. In my head, I thought I was Jessica Jones. Um, so I was like, I'm, I'm like Jessica Jones. Like, this is funny. I'm laughing to myself. And he wasn't home. And I just casually sat at the table. I looked in my phone to check my makeup. A friend of mine who had been with me called and was like, what are you doing? He said, stand up, walk to the front gate, walk out. And I did that. I just complied immediately. All right. A borderline would be in this state of extreme agitation and anger. That and kind of paranoia prompted this, but while I was actually doing it, it was more of like manic, psychotic thinking. I was breaking a law. I mean, I could have been arrested or, or take, someone could have called the police for trespassing. So that happened and he was actually okay with it. And I was in disbelief when he changed his mind ab- about this. It felt kind of like emotional whiplash to me. 
I just really learned that, especially with my attachment and trauma issues, I cannot become intimate with someone quickly without having some problems. So I think that trust has to be built. He didn't remember some of our very long conversations that were just so meaningful to me. I felt kind of betrayed by that, even though none of this was his fault. Experiencing these kind of hypomanic symptoms, although it's not someone's fault, they should be doing their best to prevent these kinds of things from happening. And I clearly was not doing that. And I I made some very bad choices. And I now believe that ketamine therapy also propelled me into mania and I think into psychosis as well. But anyway, I was still in my hypomanic state and I just couldn't believe the infatuation went away. And this person who was calling me nonstop And I just thought, wow, you know, this is so exciting. This is how it's supposed to be. And this is a real connection. That is not how it's supposed to be. A bipolar person would interpret that as normal. So it sent me into a state where I was kind of in a mixed state. I didn't really take accountability for that. There were so many things that were confusing. Feeling like this lack of that all of a sudden, abruptly, was too much for me to handle. So what happens? You get a little bit manic as a reaction to fucking your own life up and having your life fucked up. It was extremely chaotic. And for me, that is always a mixed state. Behaving impulsively and doing these manic things, but also having symptoms of depression led to me eventually going to the hospital. And I was not managing it very well. I was going off medication, huge. These symptoms can be magnified if you're just cold turkeying off one medication. Feeling kind of heartbroken in a way. If I took my own life, I would be propelling my soul into the next place where maybe it would reach a level of well-being that it was not going to reach in this life, which is so scary. It's so dangerous because it's not true. You might think, well, two bipolar people should not date. If it's properly managed, you can have a connection based on mutual understanding and mutual support, but you really have to be in a stable place. And that means starting in a stable place from the context of your bipolar disorder, of your life circumstances and your personal life. You just, you have to build it slowly and take it slow. So those are some of the lessons that I learned And I also learned that no matter what my mental state is, actions have consequences, right? And even if I did have the right to kind of get this idea or feeling, I did not have the right to ultimately scare somebody, right? I found out that I was pregnant And because of my extreme episodes and and mental stress, I was attributing symptoms to other things. And I didn't realize it until after I had actually had a miscarriage and took a pregnancy test. The most fertile person my age of all time. I have an episode about my abortion from someone that I slept with once who has since been on the podcast. And that was just a very painful experience for me. And it took me about a year to recover. This occurred almost exactly one year after my abortion. It happened, you know, on like the year anniversary of deciding to start my abortion. Like, was this, you know, the same soul trying to come back or something like that? And It wasn't. The timing is pretty arbitrary. 
that was such a traumatic experience. A friend of mine who went through a similar experience said it took her a year to feel like being sexual again and like thinking about dating anyone. So I really do believe there is something about the year mark. You know, I was I was kind of ready for that. We take meaning from our most joyful and our most painful experiences, right? And you need both of those in life, I think, to lead a meaningful life. You take from painful experiences, you take from pleasant experiences. And bipolar people in particular, we go through our lives experiencing these extreme mood states, and we're kind of drawn to that. So perhaps they are just more intense, and and we are very hypersensitive. So another thing I've learned is that I can't really listen to neurotypical people because I don't think they do understand. I think if two people are really in treatment and they have treated bipolar disorder and they are at a stable place and they're both on the same page and they are already in a very certain situation and a stable relationship, that can be a great thing. But if those elements are missing then I think that is sort of a recipe for disaster. Based on the title, you were expecting me to come to the conclusion that it was a terrible idea and it's always a nightmare, but no, that's not the conclusion that I came to. If I could meet another bipolar person and we could take things very slowly as as sensitive people, and I don't think having bipolar disorder has to be a nightmare either. It can be a good thing in certain ways, and I think that the same would go for two bipolar manic people um, in a relationship together. I was suffering from, you know, disappointment and feeling kind of lonely from that. Ultimately, my poor decision making was responsible. Wow, it was really a lot to handle. And the reason I'm able to record this episode right now is because past couple of days, I'm just, you know, coming to some clarity over this after a lot of chaos came came back again, when I found out the last sort of shocking piece of information here. So I am not Jessica Jones, I'm not going to be hopping any fences again, not going to be jumping into things. I have this eight-minute episode, romantic, satanic Brooklyn love story that's about an episode like that that happened in my early to mid-20s in New York. So here's to growing and taking this as another wild ride in the adventure that is bipolar type 1 with psychotic features slash schizoaffective disorder. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Suicide note number Birthday party was a mistake.